Anytime we come before the presence of God and his word comes to us, it's not a religious advice. Jesus is not advising us. The word of God is not just advising us. It's showing us. So every time we come before the word of God, he said um, all scripture is written by, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for um, correction, re, uh, reproof, instruction in righteousness, it's probably for doctrine. So anytime we hear the word of God, one of these four happen. It's either the word of God is correcting us, or the word of God is reproving us, or the word of God is coming to us as a doctrine, a way to live our life. Then also for instruction in righteousness. I like the part that says instruction in righteousness because when he says instruction in righteousness, that's to say after you get born again, you might not know how to navigate in your new life because you got born again into righteousness you might not know your way in the new life in righteousness so he says it gives you instruction in righteousness it's 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 beautiful the way he puts it instruction in righteousness why he's not trying to tell you that you are now trying to be righteous the Christian is not one trying to be righteous you see when you're born again and people now tell you that oh let's try to be righteous they are taking you out of your calling because he said, instruction in righteousness, that means, that means you are already in righteousness. So he tells you that it's given to you for instruction in righteousness. That means the way to navigate yourself or to navigate your way in the righteousness that you have become, in the righteousness that, that you find yourself in. So the Christian, it is an error to call the Christian a sinner. It is an error. It is an error to call the Christian a sinner. Like, ah, but we all sin every day. Um, take, for example, you take a phone. You get a charger, all right? You, um, maybe the original charger is lost, so you get another charger. You go to buy one of the chargers from Circle. Then you go to plug the charger. Then this has happened to me before, so there's a real life story, and I need you to understand that this really happens, all right? So I started charging my phone. It was around 52%. I came back one hour later. I was expecting 70 or 80. It had now reduced to 32. So it was charging backward. Now, when you see something like that, what was the first thing that come to your mind? I, I want to guess that the first thing that come to your mind is that that's how the phone is. Talk to me. The first thing that comes to your mind, oh, phones are like that. No. What would you start thinking? There's something wrong, either with a charger or with your phone. So immediately, what would you start doing? You start looking for a repairer to bring you back to the way the phone is supposed to function. The same way, and a lot of people just, you know, throw those kind of things away. When God says you are the righteousness of God, he is showing you your default setting as a new creation. So that is who you are according to God. So when you find yourself doing the wrong thing, it's not because you are the wrong person. It's because there's something wrong that you need to correct. So when you now correct that thing, what are you trying to do? You are trying to bring what God calls you and what you're experiencing into one place. And you are, you are trying to make your life match with a manual. It's like you go to buy an iron. Then instead of the iron to get hot, it now becomes like ice blob. And I told you, the first thing that will come to your mind is not that that's how the iron is, because that's not how the iron is. You go to the manual, and the manual says that, okay, you have to plug it like this, put this on, then it will start working. So the word of God is given to us for us to know who we have become so that we, we bring the thoughts into obedience. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 
Um, verse 3. Good. So it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Verse 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. During three nights of faith and power, I talked about this. I said, to the pulling down of strongholds. The first thing that comes to most Christians' mind is that this is spiritual warfare. But not really. It can be applied in terms of principle, but it's not talking about warfare in terms of its context. Are you listening to me? So in terms of its context, he's not talking about spiritual warfare. He says, for the weapons of our warfare are not kind of, what kind of warfare? Is he talking about fighting demons and fighting devils? No. He said, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then, what stronghold? He says, casting down imaginations. The, word, the Greek word used for imaginations here is reasonings. So he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself above the knowledge of God. Then, I like this third part and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So he says, he brings into captivity every thought, every contrary thought to the obedience of Christ. So instead of you to say, this is how I am, you should rather be working on looking at the manual and bringing it under the obedience of Christ or under the obedience of the word of God. So that's the Christian life. That's the life that we are called to live. So the fact that you get sick every now and then doesn't mean it is... Um, it is consistent with your nature as a Christian. Sometimes I do mention that this thing is anti-Christian. I'm not saying you, you are not experiencing it. You probably are experiencing it, but I'm showing you who you are supposed to be. So you look in the manual of the word of God, then you now start bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. It is not supposed to be. Right? Don't let the things that men have called normal become normal with you. Because when you see something in the word of God that is contrary to what God says concerning you, you now have to bring that thought to the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of Christ. Now, Christianity is for practice. The word of God is for practicing. The word of God is for doing. The Bible says, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It didn't say you shall know the truth and the knowledge of the truth shall make you free because the knowledge of the truth does not make you free. Just like the knowledge of brushing your teeth will not make your mouth smell good until you brush your truth. So it says you shall know the truth. It is the truth, the doing of that truth that will make you free. It is not the knowing of the truth. So so many people know things that they can't relate with in terms of the experience. You shall know the truth, and the knowledge of the truth is not what will set you free. It is the truth in itself that will now make you free. So, it's like, um, like Pastor B put it. He said, it's like, you shall know tithing. It is not the knowledge of tithing that shall give you what you are looking for. He said, you shall know tithing, and it is the tithing that shall make you free. It is the truth. That, um, if there was any word like, it is the true thing. Are you getting it? There's no word like that, but I'm just trying to put it there. Um, it, you shall know the truth. It is the true thing. It's like the doing of the truth. It is you practicing the truth that shall make you free, not the knowledge of it. So Christianity is for practice. It's, there are things for practicing. Like, for example, things that God says concerning you. When God says those things concerning you, what is the next thing to do? Is to start acting in that way. Uh, um, Pastor Chris taught us sometime. You know, he was talking about how um, we were taught normal life. We're taught human life. We are trained humanly, you see? But 
When it comes to divine things, we all we leave those things, you know. It will just happen. God will just do it. The hand of God will just move, and things will just happen. But it's not so. Most of the things that are written in Scripture are for practicing. They are for practicing. They are for practicing. Look, when you want to understand gaining ground spiritually, one of the key things that you will need to understand is um, would like to, I would like to compare it with gymming because when I started going to the gym, I've stopped anyway. When I started going to the gym, you know, because some of you might be wondering, sir, really? All right. Now, when I started going to the gym, I could, I could relate. Instead of me to be listening to my gym instructor, I was now uh, comparing things. I was like, this looks like scripture. This looks like scripture because you lift one, you lift two, you lift three, you lift four. And that day, you think you have gained muscle, but nothing. That day, you'll be going, and you know, the first day I went to the gym, I, I was walking like this. I didn't realize I was walking like this. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I was not walking like this. But nobody could see it. Only, I'm the only one who knew that something had happened. After one week, still the same. After two weeks, still the same. After three weeks, I started seeing something. I now realize that something is happening. But yet still, people were not seeing it. But I was seeing it. So I like taking pictures in front of the mirror to appreciate what is happening. Now, if you don't see it, I will try to tell you. You know what I'm talking about. So some people like to make themselves feel better by posting pictures of before and after. But you see, I noticed that in scripture, the same principles applied. There are some of the things that you've heard in church that you're supposed to function at this level, then you start acting, like something like speaking in tongues. If you speak in tongues, you grow spiritually. You now speak in tongues that day from morning to evening. The next day, you didn't feel any way. The same things you could not do before, you still could not do. Then you went back, as you kept doing it, as you kept doing it, you might be telling me, think, oh, this thing does not work. Let me tell you your disposition with God. The Bible says that he that cometh to God must believe. Right? He that cometh to God, not he that cometh to God will now see something that will make him believe. He said, he that cometh to God must believe. Now, this is where we get it wrong. When I go to a gym, I'm going back to the example I gave. When I go to a gym, I don't go to the gym thinking that it does not work and I'm going to try. We walk into a gym knowing that if I follow the routine, I will come back with muscle. But you see, we do separately with God. We don't do the same thing with God. We don't go to God. It says, he that cometh to God must believe. So when we come to God, when we come to the house of God, we must know that if I stay longer and keep hearing and keep acting the word of God, something will change. And if something has not changed, I'm the problem. David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. He said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. So we look at the, at the issues and we don't, every time we are trying to blame God. God, why didn't you do it? God, why didn't you do it? It's like uh, blaming your gym instructor for your muscles not coming out. Yes, so we, I, 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 I will never forget my gym instructor. I, I also punished him in another way. I also led him to Christ, then brought him for one of our services, Super Sunday. Power! I started shouting, power, power! And he was having some issues and he got healed. He said, I'm a man of God. Man of God. Now, before that, he didn't know I was a man of God. So he was, the guy was punishing me. Lift it up, buddy. Lift it up, buddy. The guy, I put, he said, lift it up, buddy. And he was speaking some slangs. No reverence. No reverence. I said, 
As I lifted the thing, he said, I'm going to push 10. I pushed eight. He said, two more. I said, I cannot. He said, you can do it. You can do it, buddy. You can do it. Uh, is it buddy or brother? I used to come one of them. You can do it, buddy. You can do it. I said, I, I, said, I, said, I cannot. Then he hit the back of my waist. You can do it. I pushed it. He said, one more to go, one more to go. I said, you want to kill me? And if I want to bring the thing, I said, you're not going to bring it down. So I said, I paid you. <laughs> I paid. So I said, how can I pay you? You punish me. And he told me something. He said, if you want to get, because I told him, I said, in one month, I want to look like this. He told me, if, and he told me that if you want to get what you're looking for in one month, you have to listen to me. So that last one, so you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. I just, how many of you, when you were kids, you did this? My last power. I pushed the last one. You know, when I was going back, I learned a lesson. I said, if I was alone lifting it, I would have put it down. But when I had someone teaching me, training me, he told me, do it, do it, do it. There was some extra energy. There was some extra strength inside I didn't know was inside. And let me tell you something about muscle. Muscle is not given you by the gym instructor. It was already inside you. He only subjected you to certain routines and trainings that brought it out. The same thing with your spiritual life. Don't expect anything from heaven. It will disappoint you. And I told them in the first service, I said, if you keep shouting, God knows what God knows what there are certain things that God will shame you. God no go us. God no go us. Ah. God will be watching you and say, okay, since I no go shame you, pray tonight. You will not pray. God no go shame us. God, ah, I'm ready to shame you. You see, so I'm sharing with you on victory by the word. Victory by the word. Victory by the word. Victory by the word. You know, I've taught you time and again that Christianity is not chasing a man of God up and down for him to do something for you. No. It defeats the purpose of the parted veil. It defeats the purpose of what Jesus brought. All right. Look at it. It says, um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. I'll start from there. It says that the path of the just. Now, let's go to the manual. What is, what is supposed to happen to you? So we go to the manual and says, the path of the just, and I said, the just is the righteous. So who's the righteous? You, the born again Christian. If you're not born again, you're not part. But if you're, if you're born again, this is you. It says the path of the just is like a shining light. Mm. The path of the just is like a shining light. The path of the righteous, the path of the one who is born again. He said it's like a shining light. He says that shining more and more onto the perfect day. That means ups and downs, life is, a full, uh, life is full of ups and downs, it's not consistent with my nature as a Christian. Uh, Pastor, I've been experiencing ups and downs. That's what I'm teaching you. I said, in the manual, it's not consistent. So what do you do? You go and take your experience and mold it into the word of God. So this is what I'm supposed to experience. Why is everybody, why is everybody worried when it's time for a child to walk and he doesn't walk? Why don't we say that's how he is? Everybody's worried because it's not consistent with human life that after three years, what time, what time do this start working? 
One. So after three years, and the guy is saying, I want to crawl. Say, no, you're supposed to be walking. Say, that's how I am. My, 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 this one, star, what do they call that thing? My zodiac says we, we don't walk. <laughs> like, like you and your zodiac or the slap that they will give you. You understand? So he said, the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Unto the perfect day. Perfect day is the day Jesus comes. So we're supposed to be in victory more and more. Every time we're supposed to be walking in victory, we're supposed to be walking in glory, we're supposed to be walking, we're supposed to be getting greater and greater, ups and downs, not consistent. The day something wrong happens, we know that that's not how it's supposed to end. When you watch a movie, listen, when you watch a movie and the blowman dies early, even you, you know that the blowman was alright. Because it can be. If the blowman. Won't kill the killer. So the same way, when something happens and you, 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 you are dealt a blow and it goes down, you know that according to the script, am I talking to somebody here? According to the script, because when you watch the blue man and the killer and they are fighting and boo, 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 and they hit the blue man, he goes to fall somewhere. It looks like the movie, this movie is ended. Then you see the hand of the blue man. Shake it, shake it. Oh, your hand is shaking in life. Hey! The same way. When the life deals you a big blow and you find yourself on the floor, you know that they've not ended. There's something in the script that says that the bloomer's hand has to shake. Yeah! So, the word of God is your script. Don't control to anything not consistent or don't control to anything contrary to the word of God in your life. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. That's the problem. That's the problem. You, you think you have a special problem. Pastor, you know. When you preach this, thing, it's like you don't even know. You have to come and ask me what I have been going through before, Pastor, you preach this thing. <laughs> say after me, say, I don't have a special problem. I don't have a special problem. Every issue, Every issue can, be can be solved by the word of God. By the word of God. But the path of the just is a shining light that shines more and more into a perfect day. So, there's, a, there's an Uber driver friend who sometimes picks me up. So I called him one day. I said, come and pick me up. I want to go somewhere. So he came to pick me up. And I saw on his status a day before that he had posted, he said, he was um, trying to debate the Bible. You know, like they've been talking about this common sense family thing, right? On, the people around, they need to go to school. Most of them are not going to school because if you go to school, there are some of the points they raise, they will never raise it. This, this one is not spiritual anything. Just go to school. <laughs> I remember that their leader said he didn't even take his secondary school certificate. It's true. It's true. He won't take it. Why will he take it? <laughs> Common sense family. So the guy took Rokumon's as family. So I told him, I said, we'll talk. So that night, he wanted us to talk. I said, no, I'm busy right now. Tomorrow we'll talk. So he came to pick me up. As we were going, I said, I'm ready for you now. But before I spoke in tongues a little, I said, Father, I arrest him. So as we were going, the guy started. He said, eh, and the Bible said this. And I said, I have not seen a single contradiction in scripture. There's not one. Anybody who thinks there's any contradiction in scripture, go and read it again. There's not one. Rather, you will find puzzles. 
And if you are not diligent enough, you will not know because they are all puzzled. Like I explained the last time, that the gap, that's what we call gap theory. The gap between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 is puzzled. It's filled in by the prophets. So you cannot take one side of scripture alone. You cannot isolate them because the law supports the prophets. The prophets support the writings. So all these work together. So I told him, I said, you see what you are saying is wrong. And I told him, I now start explaining. They said, there was never a Jesus. I said, it's not true. I said, this one will not use Bible. Let's use historical facts. And I said, if you say that the history I'm about to give you is wrong, that means there was no Mansa Musa. Because there's no picture of Mansa Musa. Who has a picture of Mansa Musa? All we have of Mansa Musa is historical facts and some drawings. How do we know the drawing is correct? What if I also draw somebody tomorrow and say Musa Mansa? So history is replete with information about the things that happened. Now, the, 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 the issue of the, the historicity of Jesus Christ, it cannot be even be debated. You know why? Because aside what we have in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as the, the apostolic perspective of Jesus, we also have extant materials by men who did not belong to, the, to Jesus, who were just historians like Tacitus. You can go and research on historian called Tacitus. He wrote more history than even talk about Jesus. Jesus, he talked about Jesus in passing. And he referred to Jesus as a troublemaker who gathered people around him and was doing miracles. He was a Roman historian. Now there was also a Jewish historian called Josephus Flavius. He also wrote about Jesus, and he didn't write about, uh, about him as a messiah. They just wrote the things that happened in their day. Now, when you also go in Roman historical fact, the census of Caesar is mentioned. So if all these things are coming together, you cannot say there was not a Jesus. Now, aside Jesus, his apostles, who carried the message on from generation to generation, and until the, the, the headquarters of Christianity came to North Africa, by the likes of Augustine, St. Augustine, and St. Ignatius, they also carried the same information. So the writings of the books validate that there was a Jesus. If you say he was not God, that's a different topic. The one who need the Holy Ghost to convict you. But historicity, when I finished with the guy, he now said, uh, me, I know why I don't believe Jesus. Me, I know why I don't believe. He said he believes God, but he doesn't believe Jesus. He said, no, why? He said, because he was a Christian before. I said, I know. From the way you are talking, it is what has happened to you was a disappointment. He said, he said, he went to France, and he got into a legal issue, and he went to prison, and he prayed, he fasted, he prayed, he fasted, and nothing happened. On the last day he was supposed to be sentenced, he called a friend, and they went to call a fetish priest. The fetish priest told him what to do and he was released. So he will believe the fetish priest than believe God. I said, you have a point. I said, I agree with you that you believe the fetish priest than you believe God. I agree with you. Some of you are shocked I agree with him. I agree with him. Because see your phone. See your phone. You press off, it goes off. You press on, it goes on. You press Q, Q comes. You take your laptop, R, R comes. Why is it that your Christianity, you pray they didn't come? There should be a problem. You understand? Let's not be religious. I like things that work. I, 
what are you saying? I like things that work. If it is not working, let's leave it because I'm not interested in religion. Honestly speaking, I'm not interested in religion. I'm interested in what works. So, talking, I said, you have a point. And he was saying, yes, I have a point. I said, you have a point. <laughs> I said, but I have something to say. And I told him about how the Lord gave me an illustration. Who works in a bank here? You work in a bank? Okay, please come. Give him a microphone for me. I have a question for him, a banking question. It's not a serious, serious banking question. Are you a teller? You circulate sometimes. I like it. It's a good one. Oh, you'll be able to answer. It's a very simple thing. What's the name of your MD? What bank is that? Cal Bank. Please come. Now, who's the highest person in your, in your office? Like, is it the MD? The highest? Please talk to the microphone. Each department has uh, a head. Sure. Um, what's the highest office in your department? Um, uh, it's actually not really uh, an office. They are units. Okay. So we have the agent banking, we have the uh, collection. So who's the highest? Like, I want to know what's the highest office, not the human being, the highest office in the bank. Like, someone who talks MD. and everybody has to listen. Oh, MD. MD, good. That's what I was looking for. So now, hold on. You, if you are a teller and you have access to the money to cash out to people, and I come one day and I say, and I say, Charlie, my party this, give them 200,000 Ghana City. Will you release it? You being Yeah, I didn't give you any document. I didn't give you anything. I didn't give you any paper. I said, Charlie, my party just give him 200,000. And I said, Well, um, it's. Are you supposed to release the money? I'm not supposed to. You are not supposed to release the money. If you give him, if you give us the money, I should be able to account for it. Am I right? Very good. Now, I tell you that, Charlie, I get money for here. My, my bank account is at 300,000. And I said, So give him 200,000. But I don't give you any document. Will you release the money? Will you release the money? I won't. You won't release the money. If you release the money, you yourself will have a problem. <laughs> okay, now. Now, why won't you release the money? Because it's against the policy of the bank too. Very good. It's against the policy of the bank. Good. Now, that's how some Christians are. They know Jesus, but they cannot cash out. Why? Because there is a system what you call what you are working in is called a banking system. There is a system in the bank that no matter how, how, how friendly you are with the teller, and say, Oh, okay, sit down. What if I come? You are my friend. Okay, let's say I'm your pastor. I come to bank. I say, Oh, I, I bank with Cal Bank. I have like 60. No, let me mention big money. I have one million dollars with you. I can't say 60,000. 60, I can't. Let's say one million dollars. I say, Oh, I have one million dollars here. Give me two hundred thousand dollars out of it. I've not filled anything. I said, give me two hundred thousand dollars out of it. Will you give me? No, please. Because there's a system that uh, any transactions is being uh, replicated. So whatever I do on the system, trying to compromise on anything, will have it an effect at the back door. At the back door. Good. So I said, oh, buy my money. Sure, but it the, the one. No, the one million dollars is my money. What's your name? Roland. Roland, no, what do they talk around they understand? I said the money be my own. Please, then I'll, I'll show you something. I said, see, I, I, I deposited one million dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you getting it? Are, are, you, are you getting the, the point? You see, the point is that 
there is a system in the kingdom that until the requirements of that system are met, there are certain things you will never see. It doesn't matter how much you know Jesus. It doesn't matter how much you pray. So I told him, I said, there was something you did not know. Because Hebrews 11, verse 1. Thank you. He said, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, pay attention. What I'm giving him as a check to cash out my own money is the evidence. You see? So faith is not just trusting in God or a mental ascent. Faith is actually a document. So without faith, that's why he said without faith, it's impossible to please God because it is impossible for me to cash out money without the document. Anything I do outside the banking system, outside what is stipulated in the banking system, it will not go either against him or against me. See, there are, there are systems in the kingdom. So I told him, I said, there was something wrong with what you did. I told him, I said, there was something wrong. With the, so now I asked him a question. I said, okay, Joe, I want to know. And I told him, I said, when I finish asking you questions, I will know where the problem was. Because you said you prayed, you fasted, and you still didn't get the answer. I said, when we finish talking, I will show you where the problem was. So we started talking. I asked him, Did you, do you pray in tongues? He said, no. <laughs> I know somebody might be thinking, oh, pastor, you, you, anybody can pray how they want to pray. God will hear the prayer of the person. You see, this is the problem. We want to serve God at our terms and still get God's results. Romans 8. Let me show you the limitation of the prayer not prayed in the spirit. Romans 8. Verse 26. Now he says, Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The word infirmity over there comes from a, a Greek word which means limitations. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our limitations. That means there are limitations of this body. There are limitations of being human. There are limitations of being like this. What are the limitations? The one of the limitations is, now, he was involved in a court case. Now, the court case was involved. He said the people lied, all right? Uh, it was, he was not at fault. The people only lied. They connived against him and lied, all right? Now, I said, so now, while you were praying, what were you praying about? Because you said... You have gotten into this situation. Now, do you know whether they have bribed the judge? Do you know what is going on among them? Do you know why they lied? Do you know what they are looking for? You don't know the actual thing to pray about. So when you say, God help me, what should God do? Now, hold on. He says, like what the Spirit also helped our infirmity. He said, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. There is a limitation with praying. Because you don't know the actual situation. You see, that, that's, the, that's the issue. There's a limitation with that prayer. I say, no, when I pray, God will just hear my prayer. There are certain cases that, like I was explaining with the guy, like the, there's a system. It's a kingdom. Understand? When you say kingdom, that means there's a system. When you say kingdom, that means laws. King. Where the word of a king is, there's power. So when we talk about king, you're talking about law. You're talking about kingdom, you're talking about a set of rules that are working there. So no matter how much I know the guy, and I said, I have, I have, I have, deposited one million dollar there until he sees my document that money is not cashed out so he says for we know not what we should pray for as we ought that means the, 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 the exact thing to pray for we do not know it that is why we pray with the spirit that's why we pray the ability of the spirit because it's the spirit who knows he said but the spirit itself now 
Old King James says itself. It's actually supposed to be himself. I'll explain. You will know it in the next verse. He says, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, verse 27. He said, and he that searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession. Now, you see that's not it. He's he. Right, so that, that one was supposed to be himself. Now, it's because of the, the, the little issue with the Greek language, so sometimes the translation, like for example, in Greek, and, but, for, are all the same word. So sometimes you, you, you will see and, go to verse 26, I'll show you a, 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 a small problem there. It says, likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Then the next verse, he says, end, is actually supposed to be, but he that searcheth the heart. But because in Greek language it's the same word, you have to use the context to know what he's talking about and know which word to use. That's the small problem with the Greek language. All right? But the natives who speak the Greek language know where to put what. It's because we are now learning it and, and the New Testament was written in Greek. So sometimes there's a little discrepancy there. Now those are just translational errors. Not, they are not um, doctrinal errors. Now it says, and he that says the heart knoweth what was the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So he says, when the spirit is involved in your prayer, he begins to make intercession for the saints, he said, according to the will of God. So I explained to them in the first service, there is no place that the Bible said that when you pray, God can either say yes, no, or wait. Anytime you pray, anytime you pray, God says yes. Oh, but I didn't get it. You see, when you didn't get it and it seemed like a no, it was because he did not hear it. Because if he hears it, it is a yes. Oh, Pastor, what are you saying? God hears everybody. You see, now, now, <laughs> oh God, the Bible says, give me that scripture. He says that if we pray according to his will, he heareth us. That means if not according to his will, he didn't hear. It's actually a wrong number. You dialed, you have, you have dialed. <laughs> he said, if we pray according to his will, that's why he says, when the spirit prays it, he prays it according to the will of God, because when it's according to the will of God, the answer has to come. How do I know anytime we pray, God says yes? He said, all the promises of God in him are yea. That means God does not say no. If he hears it, it's Yes. So the question is, have I prayed correctly? So I told myself, number one, you have flouted a, a spiritual rule. You see, you were wrong and you are not accusing God. He said, but God should have done something. I said, it does not work like that. It's like going to the bank. See, I was arguing with the guy. I said, it's my money. I deposited last week. It's my money. I will close this bank. I will destroy this bank. It doesn't matter what I'll do. They'll even carry police to come and carry me out with my money inside. If I want my money, what do I do? Fill the form. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So we rather need to know what works in the kingdom. So I told him. I said, that is where you were wrong. And I said, when it comes to things, like for example, you are in a case of that nature, all right? That case requires, okay? That case requires that you pray a certain kind of prayer. You cannot say, oh, Father, Mbacho, and I know he's definitely praying in tree. I know. So, 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 so,
I know he would definitely pray like that. So I'm sure he was doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. But let me show you something. Go to James chapter 5. You see, the realm of the spirit has laws. And all the prayers are not the same. All the prayers are not the same. For example, Elijah, like we know, Elijah called rain. Some people say that my spiritual mentor is Elijah. Elijah called rain, and the rain came out. He stopped the rain. The story here, hey, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah. So we think that Elijah, how he calls rain is, he lifts his hand, rain. In the book of Kings, that is what we saw. It was later that James came to explain to us how Elijah got that result. Start from verse 17. He said, Elias. Now, Elias, Elias there is Elijah. Don't think we are talking about another Elias somewhere. He says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Okay? Elijah was a man just like us. What's he trying to tell you? He's trying to tell you that if Elijah could get the result, it was just like you can get this result. Did you hear that? He said, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly. You see, when you read the Bible, underline this thing. He prayed earnestly. The word earnestly means he actually involved emotion. That means the situation was such that he actually put his whole self into the prayer. Give me the amplified. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. With the same physical. That means Elijah could see a nice girl say, mm. Physical. And mental, that means Elijah could be depressed. Yeah. In fact, I told him in first service, I said, Elijah, before he died, was actually suicidal. I said, God, kill me, kill me, kill me. I won't do it again. I'm not going to kill me. Right? He says, say physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. He said, and he prayed intensely. Intensely. He prayed intensely. He prayed intensely. No, when you are looking for, now, how do we, when we pray this kind of prayer, you pray this prayer when what you are praying about is not under your direct jurisdiction. Like, for example, if it has to do with my body, I can pray a prayer of faith. If it has to do with somebody's body, I cannot pray a prayer of faith. That's witchcraft. I cannot say, uh, be mine. Be my girlfriend now. That's my faith is working. I know some people who did that. Said that lady is mine. Hey! <laughs> the lady said, I will not do. He said, no, you don't know what you are talking about. <laughs> he said, Elijah was a man subject to life with a, with a nature like ours, with the same physical, mental, spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for it not to rain. And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Now, go to verse 16. I'll show you something. Because he's talk, talking about Elijah's prayer. He said, therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. What's he talking about? He's not saying, go and tell everybody, oh, yesterday, this is what I did. Yesterday, what I did. Oh, forgive me. He's, he's saying, confess your, 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 your uh, faults one to another. King James gets it correct, one to another, which means if I... Um, sin against, or I did something against you, I should rather confess to you and we settle the matter over there. Not Then he says, the heartfelt, now he now starts explaining the prayer. He said, the heartfelt, the heartfelt, the heartfelt. He said, this prayer is heartfelt. The heartfelt, not the kind of prayer that, you know, you are praying and, then you take 
That's why you go to Instagram. Shabala, Shela, 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 Shela. Shabos, Shabos, Shabos. Then you will see a meme. <laughs> Shabalaba. Shago, 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 Shago. Then if it's a, 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 a group prayer, Shabo, Shabo, Shabo. That's what I say. Someone will meet you, sir. Then you think about beans, you think about watching, you think about everything. When I get home, maybe it's a four-hour prayer. We have now prayed 30 minutes. Now I start thinking. When I get home, the rice is there, the oil is here. The... Okay, we don't have spaghetti. I have to buy spaghetti. All this thing, but outside you are shabalaba, shabalaba. But you have cooked okra soup. You have, <laughs> you have buffet, buffet in your, the buffet in your mind is serious. But you know, this is the kind of prayer. Elijah wanted to stop the rain to prove the power of God. That's, you don't pray that prayer. The Bible actually says that he put his head between his knees. Intense. Shekolo, 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 shekolo. I wonder how serious prayer meeting people are. Honestly speaking, me personally, I don't like group prayer. It's just because I'm a pastor, sometimes I have to lead prayer. I don't like it all. Because it takes something away from it for me. It's like everybody's praying and there's too much noise. No, I like to put off the lights. Mm. Mm. I put off the light. And I'll put in, I have very, so I have some music I play. It's like an acting movie. Shaba! I can't pray with wearing shirt. I don't like it. It doesn't like the, the prayer doesn't kick in. Wearing shirt, then the shirt will be touching you. No, 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 no. You take off the shirt. You lie on the bed. If you don't have good prayer technique, don't lie down, please. God is doing a Right? So it says he prayed intensely. He says the heart felt. That means the issue must be in your heart. So sometimes when I want to pray this kind of prayer and it is somebody's issue and comes to tell me, sometimes he has to explain the matter well because if you don't explain it for it to enter my heart, I cannot do the prayer. I explain. There was a woman who came to my house like that. She entered my house. Then she came to my study room. As she sat down with her daughter, she began to explain the matter. As she was, I was getting angry. She said, since this thing happened, since my husband went, then my family, they have been taking this from us. They took this from us. As she was explaining it. I said, who are these people? <laughs> I one time too, I was in another woman's house. No, she, 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 she struggled so much before to get me to come to her house. She, she, she would say, man of God, I want to send you a seed. Then she would send me a seed. I said, God has not led me to your house over there. So one day I went to the house. When I went to the house, she now explained the matter about how the person she's fighting the court case, eight years court case, the person she's fighting the court case with has been going to Benin and going to places and you don't know. As she was saying it, I said, bring me oil! Bring me oil! You understand? And let me tell you, this thing, you can do it. All you need to do is to get angry. Anger is not a sin. God said, don't just let it. So some people say holy anger. I don't believe in holy anger. There's anger. Is that it? <laughs> God said, don't let the sun come on anger. There's nothing wrong with anger. No, no, no. It's like saying there's something wrong with crying. No. God got angry in the Bible. Who charged him? 
Terus saya, so she go, I said, bring me all that. I took it all. Now, it is not the shaking I shook that did anything. It is the anger inside. Intense. When the thing is not within your jurisdiction, you have to be heartfelt about it. Don't go and pray that you have a shop, they are taking the shop away from you, and you are saying, Solomon, 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 Solomon. Mansa Musa, Mansa Musa, Mansa Musa. And pray. I told you about a guy who wanted to travel, so all his talks were Morocco, Zimbabwe, Morocco, Zimbabwe. So you just be speaking some talk. So, so, so. Hey, the way I got angry. Hey, I removed my shoe. Hey! Because when they explained the matter, I said, Who are these people? This is the kind of anger that David took to Goliath. He said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defiled the army of God? I said, and when, when my thing comes, I now start speaking. Ah! He said, Who is that? I stood there and I began to pray in tongues. I prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, vibrating, prayed in tongues. Ah, I felt. Sometimes you pray over there like that, check your spirit. You realize that no, you have not finished. After making all the shouting, you have not finished. Now write this down. Without a private dealing with God, don't call for a public display. See? This is what we do before we come out and miracles begin to happen. Because we have to do a private dealing with God. It, like I'm saying, don't go and say anywhere God negotiates. He will shame you <laughs> until you complete your dealing with Him inside. Sometimes I pray at certain places like that and it is answered. Sometimes when I'm done praying, I know we have not finished. I know in my spirit that I'm not done. So I'll now go home. Then I'll now call court case. We call court case number one. Then we are on the matter. I'll be lying down. Court case number one. I'll be lying down. I'll be lying down. I'll be speaking in tongues. Sometimes tears, tears will just be coming up. Now, they are foolish tears. Don't cry those ones. They are foolish. God, only me, why? God, why me? No, no, no. no. The tears of the spirit, sometimes they don't come with words. They are just coming. You think on the issue and your tears are coming out. They are coming out. Sometimes it will just burst out like that. Those tears are so accurate. Don't joke with them. They are so accurate. You see, sometimes the worst, the worst, you, you make mistakes with words, but you don't make mistakes with tears. They are coming from your death because it says intent. It said the heartfelt, then it said and persistent. Heartfelt and persistent. The heartfelt and persistent. These kind of prayers, you don't pray them once and leave. You have to pray and check your spirit. You have to pray and check your spirit. As you pray, if there's unrest, you still feel uneasy, know that you have to go back. You pray this one, you are still feeling uneasy. Sometimes you have to do this for your business. You see, you are, you are, you are, you are moving your business, it's not moving. You are doing, it's not doing. You are doing, just understand that you have to now do something, and this is what you have to do. You have to break through in the spirit, and this is how you do it. Before they were buying your things. One day I went to um, Makola to, to visit someone, um, the Governor Jifa, I was going to visit her. She asked me to come and see her. And the Lord opened my eye. I saw her shop, very big shop. Two shops after hers. I think I've shared it with some of you before. I passed by one of the shops. What did I see? I saw dwarfs sitting, sitting in front of the shop. So, on the physical, everybody is avoiding that shop. You don't know why. It's smelling. It's smelling. No, these things are real. One day I picked a taxi. Some years ago I picked a taxi. Then the guy was telling me, anybody who tells him he will help him, doesn't help him. 
Anybody who tells him to help him, doesn't help him. He has suffered in this life. As he was talking, I was full of compassion. I told him, call me tomorrow, because I was not having money on me. I said, call me tomorrow, I'll send you money. When I said it, I really wanted to give him the money, honestly speaking. The next day, as he kept calling me, I kept cutting the line. I didn't know what was wrong. All of a sudden, I, I, I began to detest him. Then I now came to myself, I said, no. This is what drives the people away. There's something on him that drives people away from him. And these are not things you saw by saying, Father, take away my shame, take away my shame. No. These are things that you have to go to God with petitions, with petitions, with petitions. You go to God with petitions. You go to God with petitions. What are petitions? You have to now start giving God reasons, like Hezekiah did. He said, God, if I die, who will praise you? You have to now start giving God petitions. Like when my mom's bone shifted at her back, her spine shifted at the back. As I was praying, I was giving God strong reasons. For three days, I said, God, my mother has said you. I witnessed it, how she saved you. I said, so God, if you let this happen to her, everybody, all the people who are not born again will say, a woman who is born again is suffering like this. I said, it is not consistent. I now began, I was making my petition. I was in tears morning, afternoon, evening. My phone was off. Morning, afternoon, evening. You can't do this kind of thing with social media. As you are doing it, huh, then you go to Snapchat, then somebody, you see somebody post the bottles. No. Then, as a guy, we were serious praying. Shambolobo, shambolobo. As you swear like this, shambolobo. I told them at camp. I said, now, the, the, the pictures, when they take it, it's very serious. There's no picture they can take without making their leg like corner kick. <laughs> hey, now, Nankai. You get it? So, petitions. You make the praying. You do the praying. You do the praying. You make sure you're praying. All right? Make sure you're praying. And your heart is in the prayer, persistent. That means you pray today, once the, 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 the note of victory, the peace has not come, you have to go back again. You pray, it's not showing up, you have to go back again. That means you have to go back again. Pastor, how long? Until peace comes. There's a peace. Oh, Jesus, thank you. All right. Go to Philippians chapter 4. We'll start from verse 6. He said, be careful for nothing. Other versions say, be anxious for nothing. Anxiety. You know, there's some people say, oh, I have anxiety disorder. Now, God says, be anxious for nothing. That means don't have anxiety. That means I've showed you one of the things that's not consistent with your new Christian nature. Anxiety. Depression. It is not consistent. Say, oh, but I've been feeling it. It is not consistent. Agree with the word of God and say, this is not consistent with me. He says, be anxious about, he said, do not be anxious about anything. He said, but in everything by prayer and petition. Supplication. Go back to the King James. He said, be anxious for nothing. He said, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So you make the petition to God. You make the petition to God. No petition to your friend. No petition to your uncle. No petition to your grandmother. You make the petition straight to God. Then he says something in verse 7. What would now happen? He said, and the peace of God. Which passes all understand. That means this is not normal peace. This is not natural peace. This is not the peace that you say, 
there's nothing wrong, I'm at peace. No, there's a supernatural peace. And I, I know quite a number of you have experienced this before. Sometimes, you know, after praying a prayer like that, there's this peace that comes. It just surrounds your heart. He says, which passes all the He says, shall keep your hearts. You know, the, the other versions say, shall garrison your heart. That means the peace will now begin to protect your heart. All right? I'm talking to you if you have ever had anxiety or depression or whatever. What you need is the peace of God. He says that the peace will now begin to guard your heart. After that prayer, the peace will begin to guard your heart. Sometimes probably you came to a service and the power of God came. Then that, that, that spirit that was causing that anxiety left. That spirit that caused that depression left. The peace that comes with it. He says, I'll keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Now, when this happens, there is the tendency of another problem. Why? Jesus told us something. Jesus taught us something very profound. Jesus said that when a spirit leaves a man, he goes walking around looking for clean place. Remember the topic is victory by the word. He goes looking for a clean place. All right? He said when he does not find, he comes back to his ex. I told you before, demons go back to their ex. He comes back to his ex when he says, when he comes and the whole place is kept, the place is empty, nothing filling the place, the Bible says he calls for seven times stronger demons than they go back into that person's heart. Hmm. So, even though you have prayed and something has happened, there is the tendency of that spirit that caused that anxiety, that spirit that caused that depression to come back if the place is left follow. So then what, what is supposed to happen? Verse 8. Now, this scripture is not in isolation. It is the scripture that follows that prayer and that peace. He says, after that peace has come, he said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That means God wants your mind to be cultured in a particular way. What are you supposed to be thinking about? You've set your mind so much on the lack that is in the house and it's causing anxiety for you. You've set your mind so much on the things that are not going on well and it's causing depression for you. God says, don't think about the things that are happening. He said, look for things. Oh my God. He said, you now have to select the things you think about. And so I was like, ah, but the thoughts just come to my mind. Listen, you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from perching on it. That means the thoughts can rush into your mind, but you have to pick the thoughts you think on. It will be fraudulent for God to tell you to do something that you cannot do. If God says that you have the capacity and the capability to select your thoughts and think on them, that means it's possible. He said, whatsoever things are true, pick the things that are true. What is true about you? You see, I told him, I said, there's a difference between fact and truth. Fact is what you can see. Truth is what God said. So the fact is, yes, your nose is big. You are feeling insecure. But the truth is, you were made in the likeness and image of God. 
Yes, you feel like nobody likes you because you don't look a certain way, but the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So you have to take your mind away from what your mirror is showing you. Think on whatever things are true. Mm, Pastor, you don't understand. You don't understand. No boy has been calling me. Pastor, no boy has been calling me. Whatever things are true. What you are saying is not true. What you are saying is not true. Select your thoughts. He said, whatever things are honest. Whatever things are pure. Whatever things are just. Whatever things are lovely. Lovely. Big thoughts are lovely. And lovely thoughts like you, you know, buying a three-bedroom house? It's lovely. Or is it not lovely? Would you rather think about you going back to the village? No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Go to verse 15. And let the peace of God. Are you seeing it? Now, these scriptures are not in isolation. Remember Philippians, he said, the peace of God will garrison your heart and your mind. Now, this is why some people go to a meeting and the demon was cast out. Then they go back home. After three weeks, the problem that caused the depression still comes back. Why? Because the place is left fallow, like Jesus Christ said. The place is left swept clean and there's problem. That's a problem. So what happened in the miracle meeting that made the demon leave? We have not fully solved the problem. Because in verse 15 it says, And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Verse 16, look at this. He says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. A lot of you are full of other things outside the word of Christ. You are full of what the news is telling you. You are full of what everybody is saying outside there. You have become fearful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And he said, just dwell in you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it dwell. Uh, the young people in Africa, it will suffer, they will suffer to make it. And, and, and let me warn you. Let me warn you. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. When they say things like, <laughs> when they say things like, you know, there's racism. And when you go to America and you are racist and, and you are black, nobody will mind you and say, it could be the fact don't agree. You see, those things, the Bible calls them evil reports. I'm coming there. Evil reports. Remember he said, the last thing he said, that whatever things are of good report. Some of you are living in Ghana, and you took Black Lives Matter on your head like... <laughs> and you were listening to the things they were saying. Yes, we understand. And you see, when you approach it from a kingdom perspective, it is way better. It's like, it's love for humanity. It's not just about, now, what they did against a guy is wrong. It's totally wrong. But when you now start imbibing the things they say, blacks are suffering, blacks are suffering, the day God will open a door for you to enter outside the country, you go there with a the mind, hey, they're coming to racist me. They're coming to racist me. Meanwhile, Bible says, all grace abound towards you. Every man can like you. I have gone to meetings, I've gone to places that white sat down for me to teach. I don't, I don't believe that what they are saying. I don't believe it. It's, it's my personal thing. I don't believe it. Stop saying it! Yeah, as a Ghanaian, you know, there's a lot of suffering in the economy. And the economy, the, the, the politics, out of, because of politics, because of your party, you can say things against yourself like this. And this government has destroyed everything. 
This, gospel has this government has destroyed everything. The economy is bad. We are not getting jobs. You are who? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Not the word, not the word of uh, PMPP, CNDC, GNRT. Some people think I'm a politician. I'm not a politician, no. Ah, the word of Christ dwells in you. He said that. Look, he said, ah, I remember the word of this great man of God. I'll never forget it. He said, God told him when he was gathering money to go and do Bible school outside. He was in Nigeria. He was gathering money to go and do Bible school outside. The Lord told him, he said, what you need is from above, not abroad. You know, until I marry outside the country, I don't know, I have to get green papers. <laughs> one day, one day I went to, I was going to have a program. It's 2014. I don't have a program. And there was no sponsor physically, all right? Nobody was sponsoring it. So I was using my own money and all that. So I went to my friend to where they rent chairs. Because we're going to rent chairs because we're expecting an overflow. So we got to where they are renting the chairs. And we told the man, you should reduce the price for us, normal bargain. As we're saying it, the man said, oh no, he's not going to reduce the price. Then a word came out of my mouth. You know when the Bible said, grieve not the Holy Spirit? Some people don't understand it. I called to them, I said, listen, you know sometimes you have to beg, all right? Some of you do it, right? Just know how you do it. Make sure you don't let any, Bible said, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Make sure you don't let anything that defile the kingdom of God come out of your mouth. I said, I said, listen, you have to give us, reduce the price. I don't have anybody. I don't have any sponsor. Then I felt a sharp thing pass through me. I know it when the Holy Ghost is rebuking me. Holy Ghost said, step aside. I said, I'm coming. I step aside. And the Holy Ghost said, Oh, so you have nobody. I said, God, I beg. I said, God, I beg. God, I have you. I have you. As simple as that statement was, God took offense. So for you to sit down and think that until you go and look for a UK girl to marry who has papers so that you can also naturalize, so that you can become a UK citizen, then life will not move on for you. And God forgive you for belittling the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can pick any lady from Ghana and God will make you even buy properties in the UK. <laughs> Pastor, you, you don't know what is happening. You don't, it's all, Pastor, it's called sharp, sharp movement. <laughs> A friend of mine was talking to me. He was telling me about how he has bought houses in the UK. Ghanaian. Three houses, three. One, two, three house. <laughs> Thank you. Not mortgage, he said, I bought it outright. Now they speak, I bought it. So, man of God, I bought it outright. <laughs> he was telling me that I should, I should pray and bless it. Mm. <laughs> I like those kind of blessings. So people can belittle themselves so much. If truly the lady you love is there, fine. And you, you know, good. And you go there and you naturalize. That's bonus. Because that, that paper, that paper, that green paper, does not have what it takes to make you. Yes, sir. What's wrong with you? I think it like this. Think it like a villager. <laughs> Pastor, I, uh, I've been eyeing this U.S. living. I don't like her, but she has money and... Kai. The Holy Ghost will be, sta- the Holy Ghost will be standing on one side and say, Chai! 
I will never dishonor the Holy Ghost like this. Kai. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Not sharp, sharp movement. He said, whatsoever things are of good reports. What is a good report? A good report is the word of God response you give to a situation. Someone say, I have a good report. Say, I, well, I give only good reports. Say, I only think on good reports. Numbers 13. 25. Okay, good. I'll, I'll give you a background so we don't have to do a long read because if you want to really understand, we have to start reading from verse 1 and I'm not ready for that. All right. Now, this time, there was a land. All right? There was a land that God wanted to give. Like he had prophesied to Abraham, he had prophesied to all Israel, and it was time for them to enter the land. Now, this is why they came out of Egypt. It's because of this land that they came from Egypt. So when they came out, Moses said, okay, we are now very close to the land. So I'm sending 12 people to go and spy the land and go and come and tell us what is going on in the land. So I'll start from verse 25 so you understand. It said, and they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. That means they went there, you know, because the main um, occupation of the people was agriculture. He brought them the fruit of the land, showed them that, wow, the fruits that come from this land are actually very good, all right? That means God said it was a land that flowed with milk and honey. Now, when the Bible says that, it doesn't mean that there was milk and honey passing and people were eating it, no. It was actually saying that the land produces a lot of good fruits, all right? Now, the land is good for agriculture. He said, and they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. I think this is powerful. That means what God said was true. Now, he said, nevertheless, this was their problem. Now, this thing they did made them spend extra years in the wilderness. So some people think that those saying of those bad words and those negative things, they think it just passes. It doesn't just pass. They have an implication. I'm showing you. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Now, the children of Anak are the children of the giants. Now, continue. He said, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. He said, but the men that went up with him said, we are not, he said, we be not able. Kai, me, I cannot do it. Hey, they are calling for giving. Oh, it's for the rich people. Kai, who are you? He said, but the man that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. How? And they brought up an evil report. Remember, Paul said, bring what? Good reports. And he says, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we, we saw the giant, the sons of Anak, which come of the giant, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. This is inferiority complex reloaded. And so were we in their sight. How did you know? Were you in their sight? Okay. Continue. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Now, do you realize what bad news does to you? Do you realize what evil report does to you? These people came, 
Caleb said, ah, let us go at once. Caleb saw what they saw. But Caleb brought a good report. These people brought an evil report. They all saw the same thing. Now, after telling the people, ah, we cannot, oh, giants, we cannot, we cannot. Oh. Everybody forget, forget. Moses is a wicked guy. He brought, he said, this is the land flowing to me. I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. Then the people say, Moses, 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 we have brought us to kill us. They wept all through the night. Verse 2. And all the children of Israel murmured and against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God have died in this wilderness? Verse 3. And wherefore had the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain, let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that served the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, oh God, underline this in your Bible. The word there is, if the Lord loves us, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Therefore, nothing will be impossible to me. No, I, I'm not hearing you saying it. Ah. He said, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Then he says, only rebel ye not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will these people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have showed among them? I will smite them with a pestilence and disinherit them, will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, for thou broughtest up these people in thy might from among them. Now, look at this. The word that they brought out, honestly speaking, I think that they just came to state the obvious. Are you paying attention? I think they came to state the obvious. Like some people say, Oh, let's face reality. Let's leave the Bible. Let's face reality. This is it. This is the reality. Oh, God. Evil reports. They brought an evil report. The Bible says they brought an evil report. Caleb and Joshua said, we can take it. The people say, we cannot. We cannot. Let me tell you, it is not over until you say it is over. Why? I'm talking to somebody now. Why are you giving up? And say that, oh, I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot evil report. It means the word of Christ is not dwelling in you. Because if the word of Christ is dwelling in you richly, when anything happens, your first response is the word of God. Your first response is the word of God. When something happens that is contrary to the things that you are seeing around you, you start speaking under your breath. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I walk in glory. I walk in power. I walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. I walk in the grace of God. I walk in the grace of God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Joshua said, if the Lord loves us. Are you conscious? 
This is what Joshua was thinking about. Are you conscious of God's love for you? Or you are thinking about how difficult the situation is? God told me. He said, don't say you don't have anybody. So I went back to the guy. I said, I have a sponsor, but I still reduce it. The guy talked, talked, talked. We reduced it. That day, we paid it. Everything went on smoothly. And I said to myself from that day, I will never ever let it come out of my mouth before any mortal human being that I don't have a helper. Lift your head and say, I have a helper. His name is the Holy Spirit. Look, I, I listened to a short clip by um, Archbishop Benson in the house, and he said, there is no man who has asked God to help him who God did not help. I can relate. There are days that I got into serious issues and turmoils, and all I did was I faced the wall, and I said, Holy Spirit, you are my helper. You are my helper. You are my helper. You are helping me. You are helping me. What will cause you to enter into those things that God has destined for you? It is the help of the Holy Spirit. You're going to lift your hand right now. You're going to pray, all right? And you're going to call for the help of the Holy Spirit in every area of your life every area of your life where you require the help of the Holy Spirit. You lift your hands and say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, you are helping me. Holy Spirit, you are helping me with that admission. Holy Spirit, you are helping me with that job. Holy Spirit, you are helping me with everything that concerns my life. Now, bring forth a good report before God. Look for that trouble. Ask of that trouble and bring out that good report. And begin to talk about that good report. Oh, Holy Spirit, Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, He's your helper. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man will do unto me. That business you have started, the Lord is your helper. That, that admission that you want to gain, the Lord is your helper. That master you want to start, nobody's there to support you. Go and pick the forms. The Lord is your helper. Don't go and stand anywhere and say, there's nobody to pay my fees. You have gained admission outside. Nobody to pay your ticket. Don't stand anywhere and say there's nobody to help me. Say the Lord is my helper. 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 Yes. Go ahead and pray.